Good morning. Welcome to Grace Community Church. Oh, this is a good one, you guys. I do say that every week. It's always so good to be together, and it's so wonderful to worship the Lord together. Today, uh, we have our students that are leading us in their Mission Sunday, and their testimonies are so powerful. I'm so proud of the young people of this church. It gives me so much hope. I'm not an old, old, old lady, but I'm getting up there. And you do start becoming more reflective and nostalgic and looking at your youth and just going, wow, this is amazing. This blesses me. I know it will bless you this morning. Before we start, though, I have Kylie, Kirsten, Connor, Mosier that are doing my job. I'm so excited. They're doing the best job this morning of giving you the announcement. Good morning. Mother's Day is in two weeks, and if you'd like to have a corsage for your mom on that day, you can order one either today or next Sunday. I know I sure will be doing that. <laughs> you can order them at the table on the patio, and they are $10. All the proceeds go to Tulare King's Right to Life. Our Mission to Mexico team is going to have an appreciation reunion night to share with anyone and everyone who wants to hear about all that God did on this mission trip and to thank all who donated, gave, and prayed for the people who served. It will be on Friday, May 3rd from 6.30 to 8.30 in the Student Center and dessert will be provided afterwards. Also, if you're here for the first time, we want to welcome you. You're our guest. We want to give you a bit of information that tells you about us. The ushers coming down the aisle have this, so please just raise your hand and be sure to fill out the communication card in the back and drop it in the offering plate. And be sure to take advantage of the free coupon to the Grace Cafe in the back. Thank you. They're awesome. They're hired. Today is another amazing day. It's just so wonderful. It is truly wonderful to be together. Let's worship our awesome God. All right, guys, let's stand and worship together. As you can see, it's Student Mission Sunday. We've got an awesome choir full of students up here. And they're going to be singing with us, and we want you to sing along with us, too. So we're going to sing Look to the Sun this morning. Let's go ahead and put our hands together like this. Tearing through the dead of night See the kingdom burst into color at the speed of light Freedom shaking up the atmosphere As the shadows fade into nothing as the day appears on the skies above, love reaching out for us, the everlasting one, Jesus our God, 
Good morning, everybody. Thank you for being here today. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Sarah Kylo, and I'm a student at COS. I'm relatively new to this church. I've only been here for about eight months. And over the last few days, our satellite team um, witnessed God work in the lives of people around us and in our own lives in amazing ways. He opened up my eyes to several different aspects of life that were so important, and oftentimes we forget about or choose to ignore. As I prepared myself for this outreach trip, I thought and prayed about many things that I was expecting to take place and feelings that I was sure I would encounter on, on the trip. I consistently asked God for assistance in one specific area, and that was being more focused on the people and less focused on the purpose. I know for myself, going to, into outreach or missions trips, or even just daily life and deep conversations with people, I catch myself with an agenda, a hope and idea in my head that I can do something to help them come into a relationship with Christ. So I prayed that this trip, I would put away that idea and instead just focus on being there in whatever situation I was in and loving to the best of my ability. And that's where God stepped in. Throughout the entire trip, he showed me in several different ways the importance of relationships and community. The time we spent on, mon on Monday at the Union Rescue Mission was amazing. We spent the majority of the day with a small group of kids just playing games, coloring, and talking to them. I spent quite a bit of time with one specific girl named Enma. She was in third grade and she spoke only Spanish. I know a little bit of Spanish, enough to ask her questions about her favorite animal, her favorite colors, uh, foods, and other various things. It took her a while to open up, and she knew my Spanish was bad because she would laugh and giggle every time I pronounced something wrong. Um, but once she opened up, she started telling me about all the different things of her life, drawing pictures to explain words I didn't understand. She told me about her family, some of whom lived in the rescue mission and some of whom didn't. Um, she had a two-week-old baby sister who we got to see and hold who was so cute. And she told me that her sister's name was Samara, which means protected by God, and then proceeded to ask what my name meant. All of these conversations, as well as seeing everyone else from the team interact with the kids in ways that I know were just as important and impactful to them as they were to the kids, um, was just proof of the impact that relationships can have. Um, that became even more apparent the next day as well as we spent 12 hours on the streets of Hollywood 
Um, we just hung out in parks and walked around talking to people and listening to their stories. I know for myself, I had always viewed LA as a very wealthy city, and it's because I was never purposeful about looking past the tall, pretty buildings and looking at the people, millions of people who are just looking to be loved. That simple awareness and intention intentionality was all it took to see a whole other side of LA. And once again, the importance and beauty of good relationships with people was displayed, as we as a team all bonded throughout the day. We spent time in several different parks, and each park we went to, we would find a different ball. Corey joked several times saying, one thing we've learned about this trip, if you're going to be homeless, be homeless with 12 of your closest friends. And that just goes to show how God gives us people around us to encourage, love, and lift up in him. A few verses that I thought of in my reflection on this trip were Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, which says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward loving good deeds. Let us not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you say, see the day approaching. This verse is inspiring and encouraging because of its deliberate instruction and the significance it stresses on unity and fellowship. In John 15, 12 through 13, Jesus says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Inner City Outreach had a great impact on my life because it showed me that there's so many people in the world who just want to be heard and loved, and there is no love that is greater, stronger, and more life-changing than the love of Christ Jesus. Thank you all for your prayers and support while we were there. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Sarah. What I told Sarah was this. Two things we learned on the trip, on our awareness trip, the 12 hours in their shoes. The first thing was, if you're going to be homeless, be homeless with 12 of your closest friends. The second thing was, there's a ball in every park. You just have to look for it. So it was a lot of fun to be had. You take guys, they find a ball, and they make up games. And so we, we did that a lot throughout the day. My name is Corey Ogborn. I'm the pastor of Missions and Young Adults. And I would like to share with you this morning about our inner city outreach. Uh, the first day, we served at the Union Rescue Mission. And I met a young man named Chris. And it's his story I want to share with you this morning. We were in the yellow room, they called it, where all the games and fun activities were with the children when a mom and three teenage boys came into the room. They saw the little children sitting around coloring and playing games, little children games, and they decided right away they were going to be in there and they started to leave. So I sprinted to the hallway. Yes, it looked funny, I was sprinting. I sprinted to the hallway and said, hey, we're gonna play basketball later, we would love you guys to join us. And one of them turned to his mom and said, can I? Now the background of that story is that the chaplain at the Union Rescue Mission said that some of them had not, some of the children had not been out for two weeks. They hadn't been outside the Union Rescue Mission for two weeks. It's very dangerous on the streets of Skid Row. There's a rooftop playground that they can go to, but there had been no supervision available, so they hadn't gone to that playground. So they hadn't been out for about two weeks, and the older boys, Chris and his friends, were causing mischief around the Union Rescue Mission. They were getting into trouble. So he asked his mom if he could stay and play basketball. And her face said it all. She was a little insecure at first, but then she said, sure. And he came in and he sat down and spent the morning just kind of sitting there interacting a little bit. We didn't get to the gym in the morning. It wasn't until after lunch that we had the gym available to us. So when we, bro when we broke for lunch, I said, hey, we're gonna get into the gym this afternoon. I hope you come back. And I prayed for him at lunch. After lunch, he did make it back. He came back, we got to the gym, we got to the rooftop, he interacted with our guys, and it was a great experience. On the rooftop, he sat down immediately when he got up there and just kind of stayed within himself. 
As time went on, he began to play Foursquare with us and open up a little bit, and I saw a smile come onto his face for the first time that day. It was a great experience, and as I was leaving the Union Rescue Mission, the chaplain said, you guys changed lives here today. I don't know if you know this or not, but Chris has been getting into trouble, and we saw a different Chris today. So thank you for taking them onto the rooftop. Thank you for bringing the smile back. So it was a great impact that they had working with the children of the Union Rescue Mission. We also served breakfast that morning, which means we arrived on Skid Row just after 5 a.m., quite a challenge. Uh, if you think Skid Row is interesting during the day, be there before the sun comes up. Uh, the next day we did awareness around Hollywood. We did an awareness walk and walked around Hollywood interacting with people and it had a huge impact on our team. Our eyes were just opened up. What happens when you strip away all the things, all the comforts and all the things that we're used to every day and you just begin to look for and look at people. That was a huge impact. We're gonna see a slideshow now. Um, before we do, I wanna challenge you. We are on mission. You're gonna hear it a couple times throughout this morning that the mission doesn't end when we return to Visalia. We are all on mission. When you leave here today, you are on mission and you have an opportunity to be aware, to look for the Chris's in the world that you can help restore their smile. Uh, so do that today. And we're gonna see a slideshow now of what our experience was on Inner City Outreach. Thank you. Yeah, you've been so close Despite my distance Distance, oh yeah you're always good you're always present present when my faith is fading your love will still embrace me i know that i can make i can make when my faith is fading your love will still embrace me i know that i can make i can make you're with me when i walk through fire even when I face the giants In the darkness with the light Tell the devil that he's alive And even when I'm in the waiting In all of my broken places Can be faithful or I am faithless And I will not be afraid No, I'll be Even when 
stand and continue to sing together. We're going to sing In the River. Deeper than fear, the tide is rising, rising. 
man, I, I've been in the river getting some of the water off of me. Ah, good morning. We're going to pray in just a moment uh, as uh, we prepare to worship the Lord with hearts full of gratitude as we give him our tithes and offerings. But um, before we do, I do want to praise the Lord for Easter Sunday. What a wonderful day we had together. There was a bit of confusion around the recitation of the ancient creed, something we don't always say every day. And uh, there were two expressions in particular, the word Holy Catholic Church with a small c, and the expression into hell. I've put up an explanation on our webpage. I, uh, I think it'll encourage you if you go there, if you're still confused about that. I will let you know that the word Catholic with a small c is, uh, it antedates, that is, it comes before the creation or the emergence of the Roman Catholic Church. So it's a really different thing. Catholic just means in general. You can refer to the everybody church, the everywhere church, um, the universal church, the global wide church. So uh, that's that. And Hades, um, that is a reference from the Greek Old Testament corresponding to Sheol, the abode or place of the dead. It's not to be confused with Gehenna. So the word hell there implies the place of the dead and not the place of punishment. But that will all be detailed for you if you'd like to check that out on our webpage, and I hope you do. I think it will encourage you. As we turn to prayer, I'm mindful, especially in the last couple of weeks, that, you know, although we, we support and we are represented by people who devote their lives to serving the Lord here, there, and everywhere in our world, we call them missionaries. And their lives often involve risk, maybe a greater risk than even ours here in Visalia. So this morning, as we think about mission, that is that intentional desire to exemplify Christ in word and deed wherever we go, and to be intentional and deliberate about sharing with others who Jesus is, what he's come to do. Um, be praying for our mission as the church of Jesus Christ in this world. Will you pray for me, with me? Heavenly Father, we praise you for the joy of Easter and the testimony of the resurrection to the goodness of your power and the power of your goodness. This morning, we're mindful not only of those uh, who have gone out from grace that are serving you in all parts, but also those that we support. And of course, we're focusing on the things that we've seen you do through our students who have devoted themselves to some special mission endeavors and outreaches during Easter week. And we think of not only those who touched others, but those others who have been touched by you. And we pray for them. 
We pray for the continuing work of your spirit. Father, we're also mindful of the church in Sri Lanka, the church in Egypt, the church around the world. We pray for protection, even as we pray for those who hate the church and who do not understand us because they do not know you. So we pray for the work of your spirit in their lives as well as for those who have heard your name for the first time in these recent days and through these student missions to Mexico and LA and even here in Visalia. It is Jesus that we want to give them. It is Jesus the world does not know and needs to know. So we praise you for what you have made of us in Jesus and we seek to honor you in all we do, Lord. We wish to worship you with what you have taught us, what you have made of us, and what you have given to us. And these tithes and offerings that we give unto you as we worship you with thanksgiving for all you have given to us, we do it now in Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior, and in the power of the Spirit that you have poured out on us. And all of God's people said,
Good morning, everyone. My name is Kayla Saltzman, and I am a junior at Central Valley Christian High School. During spring break this past week, I had the amazing opportunity to go with our high school group on mission to Mexico. This year, I got to be the story leader in the town of Los Flores. When I found out that I was going to be a story leader, the intimidation of this large role kept me from feeling excited as I should have. Instead, I felt fear because this was something outside of my comfort zone. I did not feel very comfortable doing this and I did not think that I was the right person for this job. But this role was right, right where God knew I needed to be. Our theme for this week was fearless. One point that was repeatedly made throughout the week was that being fearless does not mean you don't have fear, but that you don't let your fear control you. God used my role as story leader through this week to show me how to let go of my fears and trust in him. The very thing I had feared turned out to be one of the ro most rewarding experiences of my week. Each day I got to see how excited the kids were for each of the Bible stories, and then watch as another leader connected the gospel to the story and invited the kids to accept Christ. Being a part of that was amazing. One specific instance that was super cool happened on the last day of BBS. There was a mom that came that day and brought her three kids with her. They all sat in on story time together and afterwards all accepted Christ as a family. This was so encouraging for me because I saw that even though I had been afraid of sharing the stories with the kids, God was using me and the other leaders to make an eternal difference in the lives of these people. There were so many other incredible things that happened on this trip, and I know that we were, as a team, were able to plant lots of seeds in the lives of the people in Mexico. For many of those seeds, we did not get to see the fruit of them in the short week we were there, but we know that God will continue to grow them even after we have left. Not only were lives in Mexico changed, but I know that people from our team were changed as well. Another thing I was challenged by on this trip is keeping my focus on God and spreading the gospel no matter where I am. Yes, going on a trip to Mexico is amazing, but that cannot be the only time we share the gospel. Stephen Elliott said one night in Mexico that as Christians, we have one purpose, love God, love others, make disciples. It's easy to get distracted and lose sight of this purpose, but this week I was able to step back and refocus. I would encourage all of you to look at your own lives and make sure that you are focusing on the goal of making disciples each and every day. Don't let yourself get distracted from the purpose God has called you to. Also, as our theme says, know that with God you can be fearless if you trust him and move past your fears. The verse I would like to close with is 1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14. Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. Thank you all for your prayers and support of this trip. Hi, my name is uh, Trey Kutsir, and I'm a sophomore at Central Valley Christian High School. Over spring break, I had the opportunity to go down to Mexico also with a high school group, and this was my second time going on the missions trip, and it was equally as amazing as last year. There were so many um, good things that came out of this trip with so many lives touched, including mine. So we drove down to Mexico on a Saturday, and the first full day that we were there was a Sunday. On Sunday, we got to first, first we got to walk around the towns and invite people to VBS, and then we got to go to a church service. So side note, if you don't already know, I really love music. I love uh, playing music and um, help. I love helping lead worship by playing drums or guitar. And I just love connecting to the Lord through music. So when we got to the church service there, much like our church, it started off with some songs. Uh, the service started off with some songs. One of the first songs that we sang was Our God by Chris Tomlin. This is a very familiar song, so we got to sing along in English, even though everyone else there was singing in Spanish. This was such an eye-opener to me. 
during that song, I just took a second to look around at everyone worshiping so joyfully, even though we were from different situations, from different countries, and spoke different languages. Through this, I realized that sometimes when going on a missions trip, it is easy to think that us Americans know the right way and that we are going there to change them. But in that moment, it made me realize that that is the completely wrong mindset, that Jesus came for everyone, and that just because they may live in a different place doesn't mean they can't have the same relationship with the Lord that we have. It made me realize that my job on this trip was to do what the Lord needed me to do and to be his tool, and that I couldn't change anyone on my own, that only the Lord could bring them to him. I was just his tool, so that was one big highlight for me. The next day we started VBS. My role in VBS was to be a group leader. That means that me and three other people had about 15 kids that we just got to hang out with all week and bring to each station at the VBS. This year I got to be in the same town as last year, so like three kids remembered me from last year and gave me a big old hug when I got there. The joy of the Lord radiates so strongly off those kids that it's darn near impossible to not smile when you're around them. That was really encouraging to me to realize that I was making enough of an impact in their lives for them to remember me from the last year. It was so much fun hanging out with all these kids and seeing the huge smiles on their faces. One, highli one highlight of VBS was seeing how excited the kids were for story time. Every day the story leader in each town would tell a Bible story, then one of the group members would share the gospel. I didn't realize how much the kids loved hearing the stories until the last day of VBS when we switched up the order of the groups, so my group did story time last instead of first. When the kids realized that we didn't do story time yet, they were so sad because they thought that we weren't doing it that day. We then told them that story time was the next station and their faces just lit up and couldn't wait to go hear the story. There was so much more that I could talk about, but I just wanted to leave you with one thing that really encouraged me and I hope encouraged you too. So throughout the week, I was having a great time, but in the back of my mind, I was kind of wondering if our one week out of the year that we did VBS actually made a difference in these people's lives or if it was just a fun week and then everyone, everything just moved on. So on Thursday, I got to go to the church service in Yerapan. That was the city that, or the town we were staying in. During that church service, one guy felt called to speak, so he did. He was about 34 years old, and he said that he went to VBS when he was about 15 or 16. In a short summary, he said that VBS changed his life, and that at that time, he would have never guessed that he'd be where he is today without VBS. He is now the executive pastor at the church in Yerapan. His testimony was so encouraging to me, and made me realize that God really is moving through us down there, and I hope this is encouraging to everyone that supports this trip. Matthew 28, 19 through, 19 through 20 says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to, to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I will be with you always to the end of age. Thank you to everyone that donated time, money, prayer, or resources for letting us carry out this great commission. God really does change lives on this trip, including mine. Thank you. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you, Trey. Good morning, church. My name is Stephen Elliott. I'm pastor of high school ministries and had the privilege of being a part of the team that went down to Mexico last week. It's crazy to think that it was, it was just a week ago. The stories that you've heard already and will hear um, in just, just a little bit uh, from our junior hires are stories from short-term mission trips. Um, but I think it's important that we remember this morning that they were not from short-term missionaries because there's no such thing. There are only lifelong missionaries. You see, when a person agrees 
to follow Jesus, when a person signs, signs on to making Jesus Lord of their life, they agree to be a part of the Great Commission. They agree to take Jesus' command to go into all the world and make disciples. Uh, they agree to that. They take that seriously. That is their calling, and that's our calling. It was Corey Tinboom who said, every person, every person is either a missionary or a mission field. And this morning is in part to, to praise God and to thank God and to give him the glory for what he has done on, this, on these trips. Um, it's, to, it's to recognize and to, to share with you all of the great things uh, that, that were accomplished during this week, um, to thank you for, for being a part of it, uh, to, to show you, to give you just a taste of what happened. Um, that's, that's part of the purpose for this morning. But the other part is to remind all of us that we are all missionaries and that the mission trip isn't over, but that the mission continues each and every day because we are all ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Our job is to serve as his representatives, to be his hands, his feet, his mouth. Our job is not over. And it's a difficult task. It's a terrifying task at times when we think uh, about all that we are called to do. When we think of, it's daunting, when we think of all the lost in this world and that we have a calling to be a light in the darkness, to think, to remember that we have a calling to reach those lost with the gospel, with the good news. It's daunting and terrifying to remember that we are called to give up control of our lives and to hand it over to Jesus. But it's worth it for the sake of the gospel. And there is a cost to it. It was David Platt who said that the cost of discipleship is great. And you who gave to this trip in one way or another, whether you gave financially, whether you spent time in prayer or gave up resources or bought craft supplies or anything, or maybe you gave up your child for the week and, and you know that that, that, that is a, a terrifying thing to think that you are, you are kind of releasing them to the mission field for a week where you don't have protective control of them and uh, you have to kind of entrust them to the Lord's protection and care. You realize that, that the cost... Uh, you especially know that the cost of discipleship is great. And David Platt says this. He says, the cost of discipleship is great. He says, but, and he continues, and he says, but I am convinced that the cost of non-discipleship is much greater. Think about that. The cost of discipleship, the cost of non-discipleship is much greater. And it's true. Yeah, it, it does cost a lot. It does, it does take something out of us to, to go for a week and to share the gospel, to tell the lost about him. It takes something out of us to, to cross the street and to tell our neighbors about him or to invite a neighbor to church, to be forgiving, to be the church, to be the, the representatives of Jesus Christ in this world. That takes something out of us. But imagine the cost of not doing that. Imagine what, what will happen if we let the gospel die with this generation. Imagine what happens if we don't sign up to be Awana leaders. We don't sign up to be life group leaders and grow group leaders and to disciple the next generation. What's the cost of that? Church, that is terrifying to think of that. If we fail to see those around us as our mission field, 
if we fail to look in the mirror every day and remember that we are called to be missionaries every day, that when we sign up to follow Jesus, we sign up to be his ambassadors every single day. The cost of that is far too great. This morning, as you, re as you watch these students, realize that as part of the church, that you sent them, that you are a part of what they accomplished. Celebrate that. Get excited about that. But realize that the mission that they went on is our mission, and that mission continues. This trip is finished, but the mission is far from over. So this morning, as we leave, as we walk out the doors, let's go out there with a focused determination to reach the lost for the, with the life-saving message of Jesus Christ. Thank you, church, for sending these students. Thank you for being a part of what they've done. Uh, you helped make it possible. God bless you this morning. Can't win.
It's an awesome video. Why don't we stand together and sing, Yes, I Will.
and trials in our lives. All the children 
My name is Ezra Canning. I'm in eighth grade, and this spring break, junior high ministry held what is called the Good News Camp. It was a three-day event that was a lot like vacation Bible school. Many of the middle schoolers from Grace woke up earlier than they probably wanted to so that elementary grade students can have fun and hear about God. Initially, initially, in all honesty, I was thinking more about how I didn't want to go to bed at a reasonable time and less about how the kids would come to know Jesus. I had remembered, though, that my friends from Grace would be there, and that gave me a bit more of a reason to go. This is where the puppet show practices come in. For a couple weeks leading up to spring break, Mrs. Irvine held practices so that we could rehearse the puppet moves, and this is when I learned that operating a puppet is serious work. I mean, using gel knee pads was the only way to get by, and major arm cramps were involved. I did start to get the feeling, though, that this was a great way to serve the kingdom. Once we were on the school campus, we got to see the little kids who were between kindergarten through third grade. On the first day, eight kids showed up, then the numbers grew to 12. It was neat to see them so happy to be there. The kids loved the crafts, and I heard them ask questions about God that told me they were listening. In this camp, God was the center of it all, and I am so glad that I was able to take part in it. Thank you. I am a seventh grader at Valley Oaks Middle School. Since I am a seventh grader, this was my first time participating in the Easter break outreach. One thing that we did at the camp was puppets with VBS music. I had never done puppets before, but it sounded fun, so I decided to be brave and try it out. And it turns out that it was super fun, and the kids at the camp really enjoyed it too. It was cool to hear them singing along when we were doing the songs. The puppets were a huge hit. I also had a chance to participate in the story skit as we told the Easter story to the kids. I played the Roman soldier, which, which was strange to play the bad guy to Jesus. But it was also cool because I got to have a sword. I thought the story became more real to the kids because we dressed up. It was a good timing. It was a good time that we told the story right before Easter. It was a fun camp and the kids heard the good news, so I would say it was an awesome week. Thank you.
hasn't it been a great morning to see these students and hear their testimonies from just a variety of things? I think it's so cool. The college, the high school, junior high, we're doing different things, but with one purpose and one message. And we want to say again, thank you to you that we can't do this without you guys. Not only your, your financial support, your prayer, but that we're a family. And that you guys, just your presence here, even this morning, that you get to look at these students and you get to encourage them just because you're sitting in this seat, because you clap when they give a testimony. We want to say thank you because we need all the support we can to get through life together, right? And so we want to say thank you, Grace Community Family, for being a family. My name is uh, Jared Irvine and the pastor of junior high. And Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, he says that if Christ was not raised from the dead, then your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. So everything hangs upon the resurrection of Jesus. That death, without Jesus being raised, death is not conquered. That sins have not been forgiven. That we don't have salvation. That there is no hope. But the good news of Jesus Christ, that we celebrated Easter, that we preached at the different places that we went to, is that Jesus did rise from the dead. That he did die, but that death did not conquer him, but that he rose and conquered death, and therefore sins are forgiven, that there is salvation, and that we do have the hope of eternal life. And so we didn't go to these places with, with futility. We didn't go with hopelessness. But we went with the power of the resurrection, with the love of Jesus, who is the risen and living one. Because not everything ends in death. Because Jesus rose from the dead. And so that is our good news that we shared. And we did this in word and deed, and we even shared through puppets, of all things, and through broken Spanish, through just a smile, by being just presence and saying and seeing people and saying that you are worth it, that God loves you, that there is hope, that there is meaning in life. At the end of 1 Corinthians 15, uh, Paul talks about the resurrection for like 58 verses. But at the very end, in this verse 58, he turns to practical exhortation. And so he says to the church at Corinth to stand firm, to be immovable, and to give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And so in context, what he's saying there is obvious because the resurrection is the reason why our labor in the Lord is not in vain, that we have a hope, that we have salvation, that we have good news, and that there is life eternal, that what you do matters because you matter, because Jesus rose from the dead, that you have eternal significance. That we're not just here today, gone tomorrow, and nothing what we do in between matters, but that everything you do matters. Right here, right now, has eternal significance. So church, stand firm, be immovable, have hope, knowing, give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So wherever you go, whether it's in this church, whether it's 
in the sports fields, at your job, your families, the community, wherever you go. Go with this message. Go with this good news. And have this hope that's deep inside because we know that our labor is not in vain because of the good news of Jesus. Amen? Now, would you please stand as I give a benediction to end the service? Based on these wonderful students and our amazing times that we had during doing missions, that we want to commission us all to go. And so, go in the love of the Father who adopted us as sons and daughters. Go in the peace of the Son who sacrificed his love his life for us out of love. Go in the power of the Holy Spirit who indwells us and is transforming us daily. May the grace of God be with us all. Amen.